Hi, this is Green Lee, the podcast. Welcome. In the first episode of Green Lee, I speak to Sarah Birch. She's a climate change adaption professional, hailing from South Africa. We cover many different topics, and she even shares some of her own personal hints and tips about the environment. Get ready, here comes episode number one. Thanks for listening. Perfect. Well, welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And um, I hope that you're doing well. I am. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Sarah, if you can just tell me a little bit about who you are, your background, job title, you know, where your journey started. I know that that's a big question, but um, yeah, all linked. Okay. So... My name is Sarah Birch and um, I live in Cape Town in South Africa. I uh, was born and raised in Johannesburg, um, also in South Africa. But I've spent most of my career working on biodiversity and climate change issues um, in the environmental sector and also studied along those lines, uh, masters in conservation biology. Uh, so spent, yeah, a large, large chunk of my life really focused on the world's most pressing problems, as I see it. Um, yeah, and I've got, um, I've got family, um, a young family, small children. So I'm also, you know, more, even more increasingly concerned about the future of the planet um, and the future of our communities and societies and so yeah my work is just really focused on that um but over time it's actually shifted quite a bit um more from the sciences to really starting to look at how people can personally adapt to the changes that we're seeing around the world um i think a large part of that story is that i have gone through um those kind of internal shifts myself, starting mm -hmm. to understand how I'm doing, how's my mental health doing, how am I coping as a person in this really stressful, chaotic world and um, trying to figure out how to actually cope with what is coming. Um, also thinking about my children and what they might face. And yeah, I've just come to realize that actually individuals, um, personal health, mental health is like fundamentally important in our collective um, kind of fight to, to look after this planet. If we're mm -hmm. all not being our best selves, we're not, I don't think we're going to have a good chance of getting it right. Mm -hmm. And so I've started focusing more on, on sort of that in terms of my own personal growth, but also trying to see now how I can help others um, be their best and show up in the world and do this really important work that a lot of, a lot of people really have been doing for a long time. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, and trying to figure out how we can do it better together and more collaboratively and cooperatively and with grace and humility and yeah. So I think I've started rambling a bit there now. But anyway, no, that's me. <laughs> I was going to say that that's, that's fantastic. I mean, I wanted to ask initially, why the environment? Why not something else? You know, like 
law or being a doctor or you know any other career why the environment i think i think for me growing up so i think the one thing is that i grew up um on the outskirts of a city it was quite wild there was lots of nature around me i think that permeated into my subconscious and i was very fortunate to go to lots of game reserves and you know see things that maybe not everyone gets to see in urban environments especially mm. these days but i also think i wanted to do something different yeah um no one in my family did any kind of work like this they were like you know you're kind of business business people doctors mm. physios things like that um so i think for me it just looked alluring and like there was adventure waiting through that path and there certainly has been so yeah but i also think on a deeper level i wanted to do something that was helping to heal mm. um whether it's people or plants or something yeah. um yeah so it's probably a mixture of reasons why i landed up where i did mm. i i really like that you know um my own journey if i think about it i i really wanted to be a vet for example and unfortunately i just didn't have the the marks or you know the the subjects to go and do that so conservation was another element which i could go and be around animals working with people that kind of thing and actually making an even bigger difference um but yeah you know sometimes that's that's how we how we go in life um what are your your hopes and your visions for the work that you're currently doing so i think it's a bit of a mixture because i am in a bit of a transition space myself but in terms of the climate change work in general um i see the next decade as being fundamental um mm -hmm. to the human race's existence on this planet essentially mm -hmm. and that that is all embedded in science and so i have said this to quite a lot of people i know colleagues and friends that the next decade is going to see massive changes on a scale that i don't think most people are even kind of aware of what's coming and i mean in a good way so there's okay. going to be huge transformation in energy use and mm -hmm. water use and the way our economies are kind of operating and big shifts in like social movements and changes there's a there's a lot of um pressure coming from the public from mm the youth as well for these changes to take place and i i feel like they're going to i think it's coming i think that um the covid pandemic is also catalyzing shifts hopefully in the right direction um it's been not a pleasant time for many people and mm -hmm. you know there's been a lot a lot of chaos but out of chaos sometimes we can rise even better. So in terms of the, the general climate change work that's happening, I have lots of hopes and dreams. Mm. But I also know that even if we get everything, even if we do everything we can, we, there's still a lot of change that we will face um, mm. in our environment. Mm. And um, it's going to impact, uh, you know, many people, millions of people. Um, and I think most people's lives will be touched um, in the next, you know, two decades. And so for me, I also just want to see like this shift in consciousness as well yeah. um, happening. We need, it's not just physical adaptation. It's not, um, 
it's not about just infrastructure and engineering and our economy. It's actually mm. about people mm. and, and us changing the way we work as communities and um, having much more like local resilience and mm -hmm. being able to reach out and work together and help each other through hard times. And I think okay. the COVID pandemic is also helping with that in a way as well. Um, yeah. I hope. Yeah. So yeah, big hopes and visions. That's not necessarily for my work, but that's kind of the collective work of everyone. Okay. okay. So I've, I've got two questions off of that. The one would be about how COVID has helped you or how it's challenged you or how it's changed the work that you're currently doing. And then the next one I wanted to ask is um, if you've just got Joe Public or Josephine Public rather, and they want to do something, what where do they start okay yeah so for me yeah what we've been through in the past year has made me realize so the one thing is the personal resilience is so important i've seen how the, the times when i've been doing well through this mm -hmm. and when friends and family have or haven't and a lot of people are not equipped with um, with a range of tools to to kind of cope with extremely stressful situations. Um, okay. So yeah, that's that's one thing for me that's just driven home that importance. Um, and and so I should mention here that I've been part of something called the Good Grief Network, which um, it's it's like a 10, 10 step program kind of like a, a support group for okay. eco-anxiety and climate grief. And I, strangely enough, was with, within that group as we had our lockdown start in South Africa. And so a lot of us were all, so it's an international group. There were people from all over the world, but it, this, the pandemic was hitting everywhere, lockdowns, mm -hmm. et cetera. And so we were all going through these coping mechanisms related to that, but there were mm -hmm. so many, um, kind of analogies to, to coping with climate change and ecosystem disruption. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so, so there's some things that I really learned and I'm going to bring into my, my future work as well. Okay. But then, yeah, I think just in terms of the actual work that I'm doing in terms of my current job, um, working for government, working on climate change, it's just driven home for me even more it's actually made me more passionate more excited it's kind of reawakened my energy in a way right. um to actually make an impact you know mm. so it's been good it's been challenging but i think um myself like many other people have have maybe done a lot of soul searching and come out the other side maybe more sure about what we're doing with our lives in mm. some ways <laughs> no that. it's 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 very true that i mean um i'm pretty sure that you've heard the diamond analogy before obviously yeah. rough diamonds or raw diamonds are great however if you want to get the, the shine you've got to apply a lot of pressure and sometimes that just needs that pressure in order to get that you know mm -hmm. to get the shine to get the the reinvigoration so yeah. you know um I guess that's what growth is also also all about is you know exactly that going through a tough period 
um, and being resilient. You mentioned yeah. about your resilience work. Um, are there any sort of things that you would want to share, sort of like a, you know, something that you've specifically learned that, that you would want to share with anyone? I think, yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a complex answer because I think it's, it's just really putting a lot of time and effort into personal development and mm -hmm. so learning about yourself. Um, you know, I've done quite a few of these personality tests um, that actually they're amazing nowadays. Um, they reveal so much about your character and where your strengths and weaknesses are and what you can work on. And so I've done an Eanagram, I've done the Myers-Briggs tests. There's a whole range of them out there. So doing that kind of personal work, um, surrounding yourself with people who kind of get you as well. So mm -hmm. finding communities, like I've found some groups that I can work with and yeah, just understand that I'm not alone yeah. in some of the things I'm thinking and feeling. Yeah. There's this amazing 7 billion people out there. Like your tribe of people is out there that will get you. And I think that that's really helpful as well, mm. but just, um, yeah, putting in place practices that work for you. So everyone's different for me. Okay. It's spending time in the garden. I started mm. learning to garden, to grow things. Um, and through that you can grow as well. And, okay. um, yeah, just focusing more on my own health, so eating better food like seriously makes a major difference in terms of being able to think clearly and like actually perform at, at your best. Um, so just a lot of just looking after yourself is like really fundamental. And a lot of people struggle with that. It's we not, not everyone knows exactly how to do it. And we also just have lived in such a stressful world mm -hmm. that it's not always easy to, to prioritize that. A lot of people are kind of on a, um, like a, a mole, just, you know, going through each day, just trying to get through it. So it's, yeah. it's not easy, but it is possible to kind of shift your habits. And yeah, I think just having those kind of good habits in place can help, um, yeah, I mean, you've actually smashed through two of the questions, which I was going to ask you, but um, the one was about your own um, rituals and habits. And oh, yeah. then the other was more about, you know, um, uh, how does one uh, progress through their career journey? And you've answered them before I've even asked them, which is fantastic. But um, I was going to say, if you've got anything more to add in terms of looking at one's career and, you know, how they can help to shape that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, I, I went on a very kind of, um, what's the word for it? Um, organic growth through my career. I kind of went where the wind blew me. I wasn't, well, that, that's not entirely true, but mm -hmm. I, so I did focus on, okay, I want, so I want it shifted from biodiversity to climate change focus. So that was like a specific pivot I made mm -hmm. and, a, and a conscious decision but you know so I knew I wanted to shift focus but I took I kind of took the job I found you know so it wasn't necessarily the perfect one but it was going to put me in the right direction and I think um, I think also for people starting out in their careers it's not necessarily always going to find the perfect job but 
if you know that it's going in the right direction, you'll always like, I learned so much in every single place that I've worked in. Mm. Um, and it's, it's also helped me to understand the things I don't like as well. And yeah, there's also, you know, there's a lot of time to find out who you are and what's going to fit. And some people take longer figuring it out. Others, yeah. others know quickly. Um, I think I was a late, a slow, a slow learner. <laughs> um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it's brought me to a point in my life now where I'm merging like old skills and understanding with new ones that mm. none of it, I, I don't think this would have happened at any other point than right now mm. is to start yeah, bringing softer skills together with like, science skills and understanding so yeah I think just like I said earlier about personal growth and focusing on yourself and allowing time for creativity as well to to like dream about what your perfect foot on the world is yeah I I was just gonna say I mean those are some fantastic life lessons which you've brought to the fore as well and I know that my journey, for example, has not been particularly linear, but actually it's, it's brought me to where I am today. And just like with you and your journey, you made a conscious shift in certain directions and in other areas, then perhaps it has been a little bit more, let, let the wind take you where you want to go and see what lessons are that you can learn. Um, are there any specific ones which have stuck with you? Um, as in any specific lessons that, you know, if they hadn't have happened then, you know, Hmm. I think, yeah, so I think um, just learning that you're going to work with different personalities and types of people um, through your career. And, and this is also something that I've learned more recently is that understanding having better understanding about yourself and about kind of different personality types can really help navigate tricky situations. I think I didn't have that understanding, that maturity of understanding sort of earlier in my career, um, which probably would have helped me better deal with some, some challenging situations. But um, that being said, I also learned, I learned through, through those processes, through those interactions. So, um, yeah, that's, that was something. Um, yeah. And then I think the other thing is just, um, not being fearful and, mm -hmm. and just keep going for, for what your dream is or yeah. And, and, but at the same time, um, keep learning. Cause like maybe you want to go in a certain direction, you want a certain type of job, but you're not getting it. You're just like hitting brick walls, um, to then ask questions like, why is it happening and try and unpack or, you know, work with other people, um, mentors or friends, mm. other colleagues that can help you kind of figure out how to move in the direction that you want to move. Okay. I think, a mistake that I have made in the past is just trying to be very self-reliant and mm -hmm. not reaching out to others. 
as a personality trait as well so <laughs> i think that I that can on. also come from a place of you know of difficulty and of hurt for example you know if if one has suffered a disappointment or disappointments um especially when one's been reaching out to other people very often there is that sort of like um that space that you want to just get into or that one just wants to get into rather than oh, i'm gonna wear the superman coat or the superwoman coat and do it all by myself you know, and screw the rest of the world. And very often that attitude, <laughs> it's kind of like nailing your own foot to the floor. You know, you can go so far, but you can't really go any further than that. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really, really good piece of advice. Um, if someone is looking for an opportunity to get involved in the environment, not necessarily that they're an environmentalist or conservationist or biodiversity person themselves, where would you suggest that they start? Do you mean in terms of like personal actions, they want to do something or like they want to actually kind of do more than personal work? They want to like volunteer or what? what? Yeah. So um, anyone who's not necessarily in the conservation arena themselves, maybe they just want to go out and make a bit of a difference, you know, or they're sick and tired of seeing all the bad news and they want to actually go out and they, they want to help. Okay. I think my instinctive answer would be for them to plant a garden. <laughs> okay. I like it that. It sounds trivial, but actually I, I think so, and, and, you know, if you're in places like the UK where you can go and work in those like community plots and things, what are they called again? Um, um, I was going to say it is just a, it's a plot. Um, oh goodness. Now the words vanished completely, but yeah, it is effectively like a, a plot. Allotments. Yes. That's the one. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, oh. doing things like that, it's one is you are, restoring the soil you're restoring the earth you are bringing like diversity back through whatever you're doing you're making space for pollinators and other animals and you also are probably creating community out of doing things like that um so that is something that is totally within most people's ability to either if they have a garden or if they have access to something like an allotment to get involved or to even lobby their local government to make spaces like that available mm. um, to maybe we um, take away lawns and put in vegetable gardens, you know, doing mm. things like that. And those can be great community building kind of group like things that people can do. Um, of course, there's also, you know, there's a lot that people can do in their own homes in terms mm. of, recycling and doing all of those good practices but I think for me actually getting in touch with the earth and mm -hmm. with nature is going to be firstly really beneficial for that individual mm -hmm. themselves mm -hmm. but it also I think you start feeling like you're really giving back because yeah. I think doing things like recycling and the things that are more physical like on your house you know putting solar panels on things like that it's good, but it's almost, it's still in our human world. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's like a little bit separate almost. And I think sometimes it's a little bit, it's like a few steps away from actually like giving back to, to the planet. Um, because I think it's not like that connection is slightly missing, mm -hmm. but they're all obviously good things to be doing. Um, 
and then I think just yeah lobbying lobbying local governments provincial national whatever tiers of governments you've got in your country um to be taking climate change seriously and voting mm -hmm. in a way that is going to make a difference so vote for the parties that actually are going to be implementing major like green new deals and things like that um mm -hmm. those are immensely powerful and essentially on a bigger scale of things we need complete systems change so we can all be doing these little individual actions which are great mm -hmm. but if we're still operating in the same systems that we have been for the last century we are going to be washed away by the yeah. tide that's coming so i think voting is extremely powerful okay. um, being part of lobbying groups that mm -hmm. are pushing for major change is, is it and and that doesn't have to mean you even leave your house yeah you know, not everyone's wanting to be out there engaged mm. in any kind of action everybody's different um it can involve writing letters or yeah so those would be my kind of key thoughts well i was going to say that's a really good suggest or like really good plethora of different suggestions that you've given everything from getting back in touch with the earth which i'm definitely going to do this afternoon we've got a whole bunch of bulbs that need planting um, all the way up to the voting. I mean, one's just obviously seen what's happened in the US and um, I don't know all that, you know, the legislation which Biden is hopefully going to put into place in terms of the environment, but with any luck, you know, it's a downside better than what it has been. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was going to say, and if anyone wants to get in touch with you in terms of the work that you're doing, um, so environmental professionals, how do they reach you? Do you have a website? Unfortunately, my website is still being built. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, through LinkedIn, um, I use LinkedIn quite a lot and uh, just through email for now. Yeah. Okay, okay perfect. Um, okay, so then the last uh, rapid fire questions. Um, I've asked you about your daily habits and rituals. Any more which you feel that you want to add to? Um, on, on the daily rituals. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, yeah, I said, I mentioned going out into the garden, but um, I wouldn't say I do this every day, but when I can, I do meditation, even mm -hmm. if it's for five minutes. Um, we do gratitude at night with my girls. Um, oh my kind God. of just say what we're thankful for for the day. And also just sitting together for our meals. Um, that's also a form of just slowing down, yeah. you know, being together. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a good habit, I think, for, for families. Um, yeah, those are it. Okay. I wish I had more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that that's plenty. But, that's yeah. that's a lot and a hugely, hugely yeah. meaningful as well. Yeah. Um who or what is on your nightstand or your bedside table? So at the moment I'm reading Think Like a Monk. The author is Jay Shetty. Okay. Very interesting. Um he's like a modern day monk, if you don't know him. And he does these great podcasts as well. So mm -hmm. I, I've listened to a lot of his podcasts and I've yeah, now bought the book just to see 
he was um he was on an action for happiness podcast which um i participated in um or like a live zoom so he gave a lot of really really good um tips and hints and if you're looking for some interesting bits and pieces to watch um i'm going to put in a small plug there for action for happiness um always got some fantastic fantastic speakers or if you can't necessarily listen to them live they do they do rebroadcast great sounds interesting and then who is or are your role models and why? Yeah, I was thinking about that and that's an interesting question. And most of, I'd say I have quite a few, but for different reasons, but most of them are actually people I know, um, you know, like a friend who's kind of achieved like something amazing. Mm -hmm. they, they're kind of your ordinary everyday people, but have mastered their lives really well. I think I'm looking at people who can do that because I've been trying to do that a lot. Yeah. Um, at the moment, also um, two people who I'm looking up to a lot are the facilitators of the Good Grief Network. Okay. Um, they created it, Amy and Laura, just these amazing humans who I'm learning so much from. And then, yeah, no, I'm going to leave it at that because <laughs> other kind of people that I look up to, I think there's probably a lot more, but I think they're not, they're more, I'm looking, looking up to them more because maybe they're content specialists, you know, they know okay. a lot of certain topic. Um, so I kind of follow them or read about, read their kind of stuff that they're putting out, mm -hmm. but I don't know them, right? Okay. I don't know them. So I actually don't know what they're like really in real life. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think for me, it's actually just um, kind of people that I've connected with who, are, okay. who I really look up to. I like that. I like that. Well, I think it pretty much brings us to the end of the talk. Um, any last words from you? No, I think this has been interesting for me as well. It's always interesting to reflect on where you come from and where you're going and why. And yeah, also just can learn a little bit from the process as well. So it's been really great. Some interesting questions from your side as well. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to Sarah. She definitely brought a couple of different things home to me. If you're interested in hearing more podcasts like this, or you've got some ideas that you'd like to share with me, please email me at theann.mccrill at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening to Greenlee and have a fantastic day.